Sir, there's a limit of two chainsaws per customer. What? <sighs> I told her I only wanted to shop at S-Mart. Finally taking your advice and instead of drinking soda, I swear to you I'm gonna cough just by talking about it I'm drinking propel. That's not an endorsement for propel It's a free plug for them, but I'm drinking water. Let the record show It is flavored water. Yes So everybody if you have reached this leg of the journey so far uh, You know that we are on episode 10 carrie we are officially into double digits not counting this is not counting our bonus episodes by the way that's amazing in episode 10 this friday today or maybe later if you're listening to this a little bit later at home in your car hope everybody's having a good start to their spring we today at dime for midnight podcast are going to talk about Army of Darkness and Ash versus the Evil Dead series as we are anxious to go see the new Evil Dead rise. This episode is called Still the King, Baby. Oh, yeah. Still carries king. Still carries knight in shining armor. We're going to try to keep this lean and mean compared to episode nine where we spent way oh, too much time. 107 minutes. Just in our comfy horror movie review segment, not counting horror, etc. Segment two, where we spend another 45 minutes talking about the other Sam Raimi movies. <coughs> There's the cough again. Cast and crew. Listen, guys, we all know that this is all about Bruce Campbell. Who else is in, in Army of Darkness? We're probably going to have a lot more to say about cast when it comes to Ash versus Evil Dead. For now, I'm just going to chuckle. Outside of saying we've got uh, M. Bath Davids as Sheila and Ted Raimi making an appearance as an S-Mart clerk and Pumpkin in the background destroying our couches and pillows. No, that's something different. Um, I want to note, Carrie, that we've got Mr. Stick up his butt, Marcus Gilbert, as Lord Arthur. We've got our third Linda. Bridget Fonda. Bridget Fonda. Who I can go as for Halloween. Who you can go as for Halloween. Carrie, are you going to friend? Yeah, are you going to friend? Are you going to bring two uh, other females of your age to come play along with you? <laughs> I don't have that many the three, friends. The three Lindas Halloween ensemble is now a new fantasy of mine. So uh, I think I'm going to note something about Bridget Fonda a little bit later. I'll, I'll save it for later. And you remind me about Bridget Fonda. I have something else okay. that I want to add. And if I forget, knock me upside of the head. Horror hounds out there, you know who Bill Mosley is. You remember him from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. You remember him from House of a Thousand Corpses from the Firefly family. He's actually the Deadite captain in this, which I did not know until we started kind of digging into this episode. Guy. I knew he looked familiar. <coughs> really? Because wouldn't he be covered in makeup? I didn't notice him at all whatsoever. I, I, I was trying to... 
pinpoint it and figure it out. Like the, the voice, yeah. it all sounded familiar. And before we move on to the creators, let me mention a couple more people. Richard Grove is Duke Henry. And we've got Ian Abercrombie, who's actually a fairly big name, as the wise man. Um, let's move on now to, of course, this is written by Sam Raimi, uh, his brother Ivan, directed by Sam Raimi, as we all know, um, and produced by Robert Tappert, starring, yeah, we already talked about it, Bruce Campbell, the man. Uh, Carrie, I didn't create a whole other section about thirst rating, but, uh, I kind of wondered if it was worth doing this episode, given mm. that, you know, evil dead Two, dead by dawn is your thirstiest version of Ash. Uh, would you say you're just as thirsty for Ash in this one in army of darkness? That's slightly not, less thirsty. Maybe slightly less. Okay. So instead of like a four, he's maybe like a 3.75. He's still pretty attractive here, uh, for you. And, of course, the production company is Dino De Laurentiis Communications, Renaissance Pictures. This released in October of 92. Um, <coughs> Carrie, how long was it until you saw Army of Darkness? Were you a kid or was that with me again? I think it was with you again. I, I didn't see any of these movies until I was much, much older. And I think there's a difference. When you see these movies when you're older there's different undertones that you pick up on. Whereas if you were a kid watching these films, you know, you would miss a lot, I think, for some things. And some things just are not, you know, appropriate for our kids. So I would absolutely let the kids watch Army of Darkness. Oh, well, yeah. It's so, and we'll get into this a little bit later. It's, in terms of it being a hybrid um, subgenre, it's, I would put horror last. It's actually more fantasy and action. Um, it does, it does feel like you're more on a Dungeons and Dragons quest. Yeah, and I've got some notes about that earlier because we've really got the fantasy sword and sorcery theme, not just in the movie, but even the marketing material, the soundtrack. Um, I did see this. <clears throat> um, I think by the time I was like 12, I actually saw this, and I was always like, wait, it's it's. Uh, the dude from Briscoe County, and uh, wasn't he in that Evil Dead movie? I remember for a while I did not associate Army of Darkness with Evil Dead whenever I was a kid. And that would make sense. Because I was always like, oh, look, it's the Evil Dead guy and some other kind of monster-type, evil-type thing, but it's not as much of a horror film as the other ones. So anyways, um, <clears throat> let's start, Carrie, by talking about army of darkness soundtrack um and to my point or earlier it's not an oily film earlier we've got joseph laduca who is back um my favorite track is during the final battle and i think it's so appropriate that the name of this track is called skeletor which i'm assuming is referencing when evil dead ash finally like is just basically down to a skeleton before he gets launched at the end of the battle. Um, a comment on the soundtrack as a whole. What other movies um, does Army of Darkness remind me of? Well, in a way, it reminds me of Conan the Barbarian and the soundtrack of Basil uh, Pulidorus. Um, it sounds like the Anvil of Krom a little bit. 
Yeah. And this definitely, again, it's the fantasy sword and sorcery, Dungeons and Dragons type feel to it. It doesn't go all the ways into like R-rated fantasy like Conan does. It's Conan at this point an Evil Dead franchise. If you were to compare this to Conan the Barbarian, it's actually not as violent as Conan the Barbarian. Oh, yeah. So, again, the soundtrack reaffirms that we're not squarely in horror territory. We're about as far away from it as possible while still being able to reference it. Um, yeah, the soundtrack lets you know you're in a medieval fantasy sword and sorcery territory. Um, it really doesn't get more fantasy than a track that feels like you're listening to something like The Power of Grayskull. Um <sighs> I don't. I just had to say it like that. I don't know why. You know why. I know why, because I wanted to be He-Man as a kid. And not just that, but our son has discovered He-Man. Yes. He has not watched the live, the live, the live, live action He-Man on ice. Um, he has not watched the one with Dolph Lundgren, which is a beautiful mess. Yes. Um, it's got its, it's got its campy charm. So anyways, I'll, I'll acquiesce and cede the floor to you and your soundtrack selection. Uh, my, my favorite is give me some sugar bonanza where he grabs <laughs> Sheila and it's so out of place. So romantic. It could be in some drama or rom-com and it's just, again, reaffirms that like, this is not, you know, there's just more elements to this. Let's be clear. You're saying, Carrie, that the track is romantic, not the moment that scene itself. No, the track is romantic. I, I yes. thought that that's what you had meant because um, Ash... It's, it's definitely not a romantic As scene. Bruce Campbell himself is, has admitted, Ash turns into a bit of a... Ladies' man. He No, he thinks he's a ladies' man. Yeah. Uh, and he's a bit of a moron. And I know they wrote him that way to be way over the top machismo. But... Um, before we move on past the soundtrack of Army of Darkness, I'm going to talk a little bit while Carrie deals with our dog Pumpkin, who continues to destroy the couch while we're in the middle of this. <clears throat> we took a little break over Easter. So we're actually recording this, folks, the uh, night before that we're editing and posting this. So, Carrie, I'm going to need some caffeine tonight. Um, the dog is just looking at Carrie like, I was comfortable. Oh, see, I told you, Carrie, she was going to get down and mess with you even more. Pumpkin, you're being a little bad little biatch. She is definitely, something is definitely so, gotten her. Before we go way off track, one last note about the soundtrack to Army of Darkness. This was made, and you can check this on the soundtrack cover, the Seattle Symphony Orchestra. Our bonus soundtrack selection is Danny Elfman, lead vocalist of the 80s ska band Oingo Boingo. Guys... I have always said, if you are going to do a period piece, an 80s horror period piece, or any 80s period piece, you better have Oingo Boingo on the soundtrack. Um, no One Lives Forever is on Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> I'm making a Teen Wolf 2 reference. Uh, who Do You Want to Be? Uh, and now, of course, Oingo Boingo has a track on here. And I know they've got other ones. Um, there's Dead Man's Party is another one. His track, March of the Dead, uh, comes on when we see the army rising. This is a fun one. So that's our little bonus. Little fact. Okay, so I didn't forget. Bridget Fonda, who plays our third Linda, wanted a role since she was a big fan of Dead by Dawn. Wow. Okay, but the role was taken, okay, um, of Sheila. So they gave her the role of our third Linda, who now you must play uh, play as, who you must be as. <laughs> Role play as Linda Gary. Uh, 
for the recap segment. Everybody talks about the first seven to 10 minutes of Dead by Dawn being a remake of Evil Dead. But this is even more of a remake at yeah. the start of Ash. I mean, the flying pterodactyl deadite at the end of Dead by Dawn when he goes to 1300. That's not there. No. And we see... He's that in chains. They like extended that moment by they showing him being enslaved. And anyway, so... They redid the beginning of this. So let's not pretend that Dead by Dawn's the only one that's got some remake uh, tissue to it. So I'm going to go right on, Carrie. We're going to try to keep this lean and mean. Favorite non-lead characters. Okay. Uh, I've got to go with Evil Ash, who is really the co-lead in uh, at least the second half of the film. If I could have a redo of the supporting cast, Carrie, I wish we could have had a little bit more depth to some of the medieval knights like Arthur. Um, if arm, that's my signal. I need more water. If Army of Darkness was made today, Carrie, one of my knights would have been played by Brendan Gleeson, the wise man <laughs> played by Sean Connery. Let me tell you about the Necronomicon. You could hear him saying it, right? Okay. You totally would want Sean Connery to read the Necronomicon. Um, just, just somebody get Sean Connery. Oh no, wait, he passed away. Yes. Somebody make him come back with the Necronomicon. <laughs> um, love you, Sean Connery. If you haven't watched the sci-fi police procedural Outland, watch it. I'm on a police procedural kick. Um, I'll even take Anthony Hopkins, who I know is alive. It would be a harder horror slash R fantasy horror for me if yes. those type of people were cast. Yeah. Okay. We would get a much more violent army of darkness, which actually would be really cool. Yeah. So, okay. Now I'm, now I'm going to go way, way, way further off track your turn and I'm going to settle down while you're, it's your turn. I promise. Yeah. Arthur was a whiny little bitch. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I mean, you know, Gary Oldman would have been great. He wasn't whiny. Don't you want to slap Arthur? Yes, you do. Um, mm. Wait, who did you say? Gary Oldman would have been great. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe, you know, you know, there's Evil Ash's right-hand man, you know? That would have been a good one that he could have played. Hmm. Um. A anyways so that's not your favorite no. then, really if you're going out of the gate calling arthur a whiny little bitch that's just a response even his costume makes me just want to punch him well and if you think about you know in the that haircut that haircut the, the jim carrey bangs makes like, me want to punch man. him um but my my favorite is sheila you know she turns into a deadite oh oh sheila <laughs> She was this like doe-eyed girl, you know, before she was taken by the winged deadite and then turned into this witchy mistress leader type alongside evil Ash. I love her makeup. Carrie, you still need to see the Night of the Demons movies, but <clears throat> once I get you to watch those, um, it's like a mix of, you watched the first barn with me, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So her look, Sheila's witch look, her deadite witch look, looks like the main baddie's makeup from Night of the Demons. So I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I won't spoil any Night of the Demons for you. I love that while you've watched a ton of horror movies with me, now we're getting to the point where it's like, ooh, 
there's this whole other wave of horror movies I haven't even showed you yet, and I can't wait. I actually, there's so many that I rented from the video store. I can't wait to watch them with you. Sorry, I'm getting emotional now. <laughs> um, moving right along, folks. Favorite death and effects. Okay. Evil Ashes Death. I mentioned this earlier. Catapulted in the air and explodes. Again, a very action fantasy type ending befitting of a movie like Willow, or you would have seen like that happen. You probably did see it happen to orcs in one of the many Lord of the Rings movies and now shows, which gets a lot of hate, by the way, but I actually really love the Lord of the Rings show. Again, very Willow-esque. And I'm glad that I mentioned that because I'm making Carrie jealous referencing one of her fantasy films or one of her favorite fantasy films before you had a chance to so haha Mm -hmm. carrie i love willow uh we we watched the first episode of willow on disney plus and then i enjoyed it for some reason we just stopped the kid it wasn't because we didn't like it no i think the kids just i don't know it was there was i just think it just didn't hold our attention life got in the way apparently yeah but i really enjoyed it you know what didn't hold our attention and actually, I was surprised it didn't hold my attention was Andor. And I loved it. I know you loved it. Okay, so now we went from Army of Darkness to Andor. What is the dog destroying? Is she ripping up the, the rug? No. She better not be, little biatch. Pumpkin, you're not being a very good girl. Oh, my goodness, folks. She is out of control. Um, Dog, you better lay down. I'm going to stick you in the room with your sister. Ooh, she's... Biting. What? She's acting weird, Carrie. She's gnawing. Okay. Well, listen, Carrie. Pumpkin, you're in. I've said this before, folks. And if you've seen us on Instagram, pumpkins are little attention hoe. Every time we do a video down here in the DFM vault, she's giving you the resting bitch face. I swear to you. I swear she just did like the little. You know, in the 80s movies, when somebody's like the the bully dude is trying to intimidate, he does the little fake out punch to get the person to win. So that's what Pumpkin just did to you. She just fake punched you. You're like, yeah. Lay down. Who's the boss, mom? <laughs> so Carrie. Sorry about that, folks. Wow. She is being unrolly. <clears throat> Thankfully to your awesome husband. Creature. <laughs> I filled that dead air with nothing but nonsense. But go on, demonette. Thank you. Oh, no, I'm going to spill water, damn it. <laughs> At least you didn't spill it this time. That's what that cap is so, for. So, Carrie, favorite death and effects? The whole scene in the windmill with the little ashes, it was a very Dead by Dawn-esque moment. Little ash holes. Yes, the one where, especially the one where he pours the tea kettle down his throat and boils the mini evil ash alive. Cause yeah, I love, you like that, don't you? <laughs> I love tea. So that to me was so, it was just an endearing moment for me because I love tea and I'm like, that's amazing. I think of English breakfast tea or Irish breakfast tea or black tea. Lady Grey all the way. Lady Grey all the way or chamomile. It makes me want to boil evil beans. I've actually never had chamomile. Um, So you weren't just sipping on chamomile looking out for the boys and girls with the sex appeal? No. Just dropped, just dropped a no doubt rhyme down on her folks and all of you. You're welcome. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, 
I swear this DFM vault is cursed. Cursed, I tell you. Um, I cough every time we come down here, and I know that it's safe down here because we've had tests done. Seriously, this is actually our part of our basement. So um, I want to make a note, Carrie, about mm-hmm. the alternate ending. People are thinking, is he really going to talk about radon testing? It is a thing, especially if you live in Pennsylvania. Yes, it all is. The, all the uh, the minerals and the rocks and the sediment. Yeah. I want a rock. Just not with radon. Um, so um, in the alternate ending, there's a passage being read from the Necronomicon. The wise man, who I still say should be like, played by Sean Connery, tells Ash to swallow six drops of the potion um, to get back to his time. And, of course, our man Ash, who can't even say Nata, Barreto, Burrito, Nicto. Clato, uh, Barato, Nicto. He, you know, I think it's an N-word, right? That says something like that. He miscalculates the amount of potion needed in this alternating to come back to his own time. Um... He swallows like one extra gulp or amount um, instead of the six in this alternating. So what happens in this alternating is that he wakes up. This is interesting. He wakes up in the post-apocalyptic future where human civilization is destroyed. Okay. Yeah, people, you know if you watched Ash uh-huh. vs. Evil Dead where we're going to get to later on when we talk about that soon. Um, yeah, he's had that idea going for a while. Okay. Um, he screams in his, uh, in dismay at having overslept. So universal pictures objected to this climax feeling that it was too negative and depressing in tone. And so a more positive and optimistic ending was filmed and op- optimally ultimately was put into, um, the cut that we all know and love. So, hmm. so I think, yeah, I think I would have preferred that. Mm-hmm. So what about? carry an army of darkness or other sequel idea that never was <coughs> let's note some things okay carrie you still have to watch the evil dead remake i do you're falling behind and here, i can't girl. i can't believe you know what was happening when that was happening when that came out and this is why oh we were pregnant no not yet we were trying to get pregnant and we were starting the in vitro process yeah, well, 2000, March 2013. Yeah, that was a few months before few we went down to New Orleans. and Yeah. That's a whole other story we, we were can share We were preoccupied. So lots of in vitro and drinking in beignets down in New Orleans. Um, yes. Do not recommend taking an in vitro shot and then without on an empty stomach. Yeah, standing in a gumbo line. <laughs> um, so shortly before the release of the remake, Harry, um Ramey had stated, and Bruce Campbell, that the remake was a loose continuation. I did read that. Of the franchise, okay? So I even remember 10 years ago, there was talk, okay, where he had said, yes, there's this quote-unquote remake or retelling or a loose continuation about another group of friends, right? But that he did have plans for Army of Darkness too. And I think you can see that by this thought of this alternate ending that never yes. happened, that we never got to see anyways. Um, it would feature older, but not necessarily wiser Ash, as we now know. Okay. <coughs> then what they were going to do is 
this they had this ultimate plan where Fede Alvarez's Evil Dead 2, they were going to have him do two movies. Okay, two remakes or continuations. So they were going to have him do a trilogy? No, listen. So they were going to... So you've got the remake. You've got remake part two. Okay. 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 Then you're going to have... Um, this fictional now fictional army of darkness too that Mm -hmm. never was okay and then they were gonna have another film which would merge the female from the remake mia and ash from the army of darkness okay Okay, so they were looking to they were looking to merge okay um eventually somewhere along the line i remember bruce campbell saying that this was not actually happening now and i remember being really disappointed but what eventually happened is that Campbell then did say, ah, no movies, no additional movies, but we're going to do a TV series. And we all know that as Ash versus, versus Evil Dead, Dead on Stars. And Carrie, you know, it was really cool. We've been, I remember that week taking the kids to one of their first trick or treatings. And then that actual on Halloween, the very first episode, the pilot um, came out. Um, funny enough, Carrie, like because of universal, seriously, universal, you screwed up a good thing. I'm just going to say that I actually like universal quite a bit, um, in terms of product. Uh, I'm not saying I'm like pro studio interference cause I'm not, but because of like rights issues, Ash versus evil dead was not allowed to mention army of darkness at all. And can you imagine how much more content there would have been? Oh, yeah. So, and now, again, guys, we're excited because we are less than two weeks away from seeing the New Zealand Evil Dead Rise, directed by Lee Cronin. Uh, And we will have more on that in the next couple of episodes. Carrie, um, any other thoughts on Army of Darkness before we move on to discuss Ash versus Evil Dead? Uh, I mean... (coughs) I love Army of Darkness. It's my favorite. I think I know somebody else who's it's their favorite. And no, Pumpkin, I'm not talking about you. Jake, the Midnight Traveler's favorite, I believe. Yes. He sent me a he sent me a text. Uh, and I've got a little bit more uh, to say about that a little later. Um, I like Army of Darkness, and we'll we'll go ahead and we'll rate it later after we talk about Ash versus Evil Dead. So, um, cast and crew, guys, how many times I got to say Bruce Campbell, he is the Evil Dead franchise, but we've got two new kind of co-leads supporting cast, okay? We've got Ray Santiago as Pablo, Dana DiLorenzo as Kelly, and then kind of a tertiary character who played a huge role all throughout the series, Lucy Lawless. And Carrie, you had yep. made this note to me about her as Ruby. Yeah, and that's not a surprise. I mean, she was on another Stars series, Spartacus. Uh, Spartacus, but also Xena, which yeah. Raimi worked on. Yeah. So that's I'll, I'd be interested to know about that connection and how they talked about it. Um, we've got Brandy, um, and that's Ash's daughter, correct? Correct. Played by Ariel O'Neill. We had another fairly decently large character, an important character, Jill Marie Jones as Amanda Fisher. 
Carrie, I know you wanted to talk about the guy yes. who played uh, Bruce's uh, father. Lee Majors. That was one of my favorite episodes. He was amazing. Lee Majors is awesome. Um, Ellen Sandwies, actually. Um, was there a moment where they showed an older version of her, or is that just stock from the movie they're recapping? It looked like an older version, <coughs> sort of. Okay. But they also made note, she made note when she came on the screen to note, what happened to you, Ash? You look so much older. Yeah. So there was definitely. Um, also, oh great, now our dog is chomping on her toenails. Sorry, listeners. Um, if, she, if the toenail chomping gets too loud, Carrie, can you please uh, do something about it? So, <laughs> honest to gosh, you know why it is? Because we haven't recorded in a couple weeks. She's not used to coming down here. So, um, so much more going on in this episode 10 than you ever wanted to happen, dear listener. Carrie, we just watched this woman get killed in a recent movie that I won't say. That was a surprise to us that she was in it, and we forgot about it upon rewatch. Samara Weaving. Oh yeah, I, <coughs> I have men- I mentioned it. Just... You did. You did. Yeah. You mentioned Samara Weaving. Yes. Later. Yes. Oh, I thought you said her name already. My bad. Nope. So again, guys, come on, Joseph DeLuca. When we're talking about the soundtrack now, um, and then we have the Sumerian Knight, Lindsay Ferris as Dalton. Yes. Um, before I move on to soundtrack, let me just note again, this was a star show. Okay. Um, again, the Ramies, Bruce Campbell was more involved as a producer. Um, Carrie, do you have any, like, this is the one thing that you and I didn't talk about. Was there any episodes that Bruce Campbell actually directed himself? Do you know? We'll have to go back. And I, check know, that out. I know. I know. I know. Uh, Ramey directed the very first episode. Yeah. So. Um, but that, I think I think he was mostly a producer. Yeah. In terms of runtime for the show, it's actually pretty typical. Um, the pilot was probably one of the longer episodes and the ending episode, but most of the episodes ran like around thirty to forty minutes long. <clears throat> Again. Now we're going to talk about the soundtrack. Joseph Leduca. Um, you mentioned Xena earlier, Carrie. He did music and soundtrack to Xena, Hercules, the librarians, and Carrie Spartacus. Okay. So there's a lot of stars show Lucy Lawless connections. Um, I'm going to go not with an original Leduca because we've covered a lot of Leduca. Lots of Leduca. Leducha or Leduca? I know I'm butchering it, my man. Um, a lot of Leduca sound here. I'm not going to go with that. Um, rather, I'm going to go with the popular, well, the other popular Deep Purple song, not Smoke on the Water, but Space Truckin'. To me, Space Truckin', I played it for the kids and they were getting down to it. They loved it. They were eating quesadillas and getting down to Space Truckin'. Um, I love that. Every time I say quesadilla, I want to say quesadilla, like in, in Napoleon Dynamite, um, where Ash, uh, it just, it sets the tone for where Ash is at. Um, he's listening to classic rock of his time. He's acting like a cheesy old white dude while past his prime, thinking that he still has it, wooing barflies into bar bathroom sex with his cheap aftershave, magnum condoms, and one prosthetic to use for spanking. <laughs> and oh, by the way, um, 
It is brought back at the end of the series, that song at the very end. Yes, I noticed that they ended it the way that they started it. Carrie, now that I've said all that, what's your selection in terms of this uh, collection of popular songs? I really love the Space Truckin' song like you you had said it, it does like when it I, does. I remember when the episode first came out like yeah, yeah she's back this and he was rocking to the music inside of his trailer <laughs> and then um i really enjoyed <coughs> here i go again on my own by white snake it's just a classic ash song that he would listen to um <laughs> i almost wish they would have played the other classic white snake song is this love i could have like seen him like no. I don't know. No, they could play no. that song, but he'd be looking at it himself in the mirror. Yes. Is this love? love. And, it, and Ash is like putting on the, he's, he's you know, doing the hand through the hair thing, at, looking at himself. At, at this, How about the girdle that he puts I know. on in the beginning? I was laughing like, oh, and chuckling. He sticks his butt out. Oh, look at that ass. <laughs> he definitely is in love with himself. Yes. Way more than ever before. Yes. <clears throat> and I think, you know, after going through all the shit that his character has gone through, I think it makes it hard for him to get close to anybody. Yeah. And in a way, a lot of people said too, this is like the most comical version of Ash. I actually would say that this is over the, when you first see him again, they made sure to amp up the cheese factor to get you revved up for Ash again. But I actually say overall across the whole entire Ash versus evil dead series to me, he's somewhere, he falls somewhere between Dead by Dawn Ash and Army of Darkness Ash. I don't think he's full on slapstick like he was in, in, uh, in Dead by Dawn. No. And I don't think he was just pure action here. I felt he fell somewhere in between. There, there was definitely a good balance, which I think it appealed to a lot of people. In terms of favorite non-lead characters, Carrie, um, I'm going with Pablo. He's someone that all along feels like he could have been friends with Ash back in the 70s and 80s. <coughs> Excuse me. Dang it. See, Carrie, it's it's not even just the water. Something wrong with me, folks. Uh, they feel like good friends right out of the gate in this show. Yeah, and, and they well, work together, right? Yes, they work together at a or not a smart shop, right? I know. I want to say a smart. You're going to and and you're going to quiz me on Evil Dead trivia, Carrie, I know. getting your own head trivia wrong. That's not part of my Get trivia. With it, That's not part of my trivia. Yeah, but you should know that you're a deadite. <sighs> Listen, so, Carrie. What about your favorite non-league? No, character? wait. Now hold on. <laughs> no, that... no, no. Let's go on. No. Um, the thing about Pablo is Pablo is the very first person in this series that believes <coughs> Ash because he actually discovers that little doll coming after Ash. All right, all right. And he he's just you know. So he's an ally right out of the gate, and not just someone that was friends with. Um, what about your favorite non-league character? So my favorite um, is Ruby. Spoiler alert. She's the mother of all demons and the original writer of the Necronomicon. She's a sneaky, double-crossing, badass bitch. And she was amazing <laughs> in this series, down it's, to again. even... Her death in the final episode. Yes. So you were saying all that again, like a stewardess. I'm just gonna like gonna bring it back to one of our first episodes. Like, and on your left is one badass bitch, <laughs> and on your right is one nasty motherfucker. Um, 
Carrie, we're moving right along to favorite deaths and effects across the seasons. My favorite death was season three of Brandy's friend turned <coughs> deadite, Rachel. She gets it by Ash stomping her face like an, an accordion with harp strings. <laughs> I like that. It was really cool. You know, and then I can't, I got to mention Ruby, you know, also getting her life sucked out by the dark ones in a surprise twist, whose body just turned <coughs> to an immediate skeleton. Um, and the skeleton looks mighty good in the dress, by the way. <laughs> um, so I'm cheating here a little bit. I love Ash's dad's death by the car wheel splattering across him. Um, but I'm going with Ash's death. Okay. I know that's weird from his friends and family's perspective. Okay. The very last episode, spoiler alert, guys, you know, we do spoilers. We don't get to see Pablo, Kelly and Brandy wake up alongside him at the end. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll try not to go into too much detail. Okay. Unless that is, we are to assume Carrie, excuse me, they wake up somewhere else as part of some, <laughs> I was thinking demolition, man. You know, the movie with Sylvester Stallone, yes. he like wakes up from 1997. Um, a group that, uh, you know, part of some group that's going to save the future from the current deadite rulers. See, I don't see that because. I mean, yes, he's not dead, but he destroys the big main baddie at the end gets put into like a cryo or hypersleep chamber it's like ripley and i was just gonna say okay. that they do with ripley they save ripley and freeze her to use her at another time because she's Ash, the only person that can kill these motherfuckers because of technology <laughs> you're full of swear words tonight um could it be that we you're releasing some stress from the parent teacher conference that we had today it, it, it we won't we, say anything except it went exactly how we wanted it to yes. go. Yes. <laughs> and it's an annual we, meeting we, that we, we love, have every year. We love our kids' school. We love their teachers. But, you know, you got to stick up for your kids. Yeah, um, you have to root for your kids. Yeah. Um, we could have a whole episode. Don't you oh, want yeah. that listener whole no. episode about our I'm kids' I'm sure they schooling? don't want to hear, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he outlives. I mean... You're taking a guy that was in his what fifties to sixties. I would Absolute. say I would say fifties for sure. I don't know about sixties. Mm, if he was in his twenties in the early eighties, but let's see, his daughter add, was eighteen. She was in high school. Thirty-five years. Okay. She was in high school. Okay, mid fifties to early sixties. Just give me that, please, because okay. my math is better than yours. <laughs> Death stare. Why are you holding up the number one, Carrie? <laughs> I am number one. Thank you. It's so special with that number one you just gave me. Um, yeah, but it's like Ripley. He outlives Pablo, Kelly, Brandy. I mean, he outlives his own daughter. Yes. And, and by he the way, didn't get to know her. You're our resident evil dead expert, but you made fun of me for saying that, thinking I was that you were a resident evil expert. <laughs> But this is a very much Resident Evil type moment. It is. Where, um, what is her name in Resident Evil? Oh my God. Oh, you love those movies. I know. Look at you. Can't even be put on the spot about them. <laughs> so, anyways, moving on. It's going to come to me. My what brain. is it, Mila Jovovich? Yes. <coughs> yeah. 
it was a Mila Jovovich Resident Evil moment whenever Ash wakes up. Um, Carrie, overall favorite Ash versus Evil Dead moment? The the opening scene in the very first episode. It's just of so fun. One. It's just so fun and gets you right in the mood. It, it revs you. Up. You're just like, oh yeah, this is you know Ash is back and you know this is going to be so much fun. It, it was just she's literally bouncing up and down in her seat. I'm not sure what you're doing over there. I feel like you're simulating something. <laughs> <laughs> it was just amazing to see Bruce Campbell back in action as Ash Williams. I mean, it just sets the tone for the entire season, and it exceeded my expectations. You know, let's not forget that season one had, like I was going to say, Samara Weaving in oh, the I episodes. I stole it from you. I'm so sorry. I know. You did. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Full of swear words and weird noises. <laughs> where they went back to the cabin to try to bury the Necronomicon. Bury? Okay, Johnstown, bury. Woodbury? <laughs> Some more like Georgia in there. Well, I just snarted. Snarted. I snarted. <laughs> Snarl and snort. Is you equals... created a new Snarl and snort equals snarted. Got it. Okay. Whew. This is getting rough now. Okay. Also, seeing how Ash... <laughs> And a lady friend are reading from the book that awakens deadites while he's high, trying to impress a lady who just says, I like poetry. <laughs> you like poetry, lady. Let me read this. Oh, my gosh. Talk um, about jackass at the moment. I'm going with season two, episode three and four. Anything with Chet, played by Sam Raimi, especially um, episode three called Last Call. It had a very early true blood feel to it where we get to see a lot of our favorite characters trying to figure things out in between drinking, partying, and sexing it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like the first one or two seasons of True Blood, they're just all chilling out. And like, having sex. Having and sex, going to the bar. Like I felt like half the episodes was somebody disappearing from behind the bar and Lafayette's just sitting there making gumbo or Cajun or, this or drinks. That. Yeah, or drinks, and it's just like, oh, cool, we're back at the bar again. So that's it. Must have I must have had some nostalgia for True Blood, but I do love anytime you see Ash partying and hamming it up um, is is a good moment for Evil Dead fans. We are moving right along, Carrie, to reaction and rating. Let's start, Carrie, with Army of Darkness. I'm giving it a three point five out of five flamethrowers. I like it equally as much as I like Dead by Dawn. Um, Still knowing that with Army of Darkness, we're as far away from horror as possible in the Evil Dead franchise. I think I think that that's a fair score. Yeah, I, I gave it a four out of five. I mean, I've watched Army of Darkness more by itself than any of the other ones combined. Yeah, that's your favorite. And, huh? and it we didn't we also we just showed it to our daughter. She watched. She caught some Part, of it. Some of it. Yeah. yeah she was kind of like done getting ready for school and then about to go disappear into her room so she can get away from her brother. Um, yeah, she's like, what is this movie? This is crazy. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, Army of Darkness. Um, yeah, so that gives Army of Darkness, we give it an overall DFM rating of 3.75 out of 5. This is almost must-watch territory. I mean, this is where we're nitpicking. Army of Darkness is it's a classic action fantasy horror movie <laughs> there's not too many of those uh going around a uh, little bit going on in lord of the rings and conan the barbarian right so ash versus evil dead um we're just going to give we were talking about giving each season 
Oh, no, we did get each season a rating, yeah. didn't we? Oh, excuse me. You surprised yourself. Oh, look at that. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of 5 flamethrowers. To me, season one has all the elements I could want. And to me, it's essentially that first season, it's an Evil Dead legacy sequel. Yeah. We kind of get that ash that we always wanted for the past, I don't know, 30 years. Yeah. Um, I I gave it a 4.5 out of 5 as well. It, it just exceeded my expectation. The nods to the first two movies alone. I remember when I first <sighs> told you it was coming out, you were flipping I out. was. It, it, the interconnecting everything, you could tell that they really took their time. It was highly anticipated, and it was really well done. It, and it, it also had the best ratings of yeah, all the seasons. Exactly. It, it's a 4.5 it, out of 5, guys. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it, even going back and rewatching some of the episodes, you know, just how much it actually goes back to the two movies. So, yeah, I mean. And it, it does count off as Ash lost his friends. So it does mention all of his friends. Well, that and that's why. That's probably why I subconsciously gave it the, excuse me, the highest rating because, you know, the original Evil Dead is my favorite out of the entire franchise. And I'm actually somebody who I usually like the part two in a franchise more than like Halloween 2, Friday the 13th 2. But no, I mean, I like them all, but the original, I usually don't like, the, I like the original, but usually the part two is always my favorite for some reason. So season two rating, you would think that season two would have ended up being my favorite. And it's kind of weird because my favorite two episodes come from season two, but yet it's not as good to me. Like it starts off strong, but then it starts waning for me. So I'm just going to give season two a 3.5 out of five. <coughs> Again, <coughs> um, favorite episode, you know, Sam Raimi is his buddy Chet and they have a night out. Um, I don't know what I was thinking whenever I put my thoughts down here. <laughs> I mean, guys, I'm not going to pretend we have an episode guide for every single episode. And apparently I rushed that part because it's not even any language of this planet that I just typed in there. Shim. Um, maybe I was thinking Shemp for some reason. Maybe. That may, listen. Maybe. Who listen, knows? Listen, guys, it's still very good. Episode two or episode two. Season two is very good. Yeah. Carrie, you you definitely still like two yeah. more than me. Yeah. I, I gave it a four out of five. Just, by, just from Lee Majors alone. <laughs> I mean, you Lee Majors as father. Yeah, it is. That's you, a good choice. You can't deny that. The supporting cast is still really, really strong. You have the fight between Cheryl, Chet, and Ash. And the town finally believes oh, yeah. Ash he's, he's like because redeemed. they see Cheryl alive. I mean, season two ends with Ash being vindicated. And then, of course, you have the ball and you have, uh, you know, coming the whole bit. You know. Excuse me, you have balls <laughs> and coming the whole bit. What? <laughs> the possessions. I know ball, not balls. I I know I'm being a jerk. <clears throat> so that guy's brings us to. And you get to dive a little deeper into the Necronomicon. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yes, you really like season two. <laughs> season two final rating, guys. <laughs> 3.75 out of 5 flamethrowers. It's pretty good, pretty close to much wash, but it mush wash, you must wash while you watch Evil Dead. Wait. That sounds terrible. <laughs> you must wash Rub while you watch Evil Dead in the 
I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> it does have that, some slight slight electrocution, <laughs> you know? Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> it does have some slight plot flaws. Um namely there's just a lot of killing up to this point that i hate to say it for me season two especially the back half of it started feeling a little bloated i'm i'm nitpicking but i have to say it's not as good to me as the first <clears throat> let's talk about season three okay <clears throat> um <clears throat> it's just one too many things going on for me um <clears throat> i'm just gonna say something i'm gonna piss some people off I'm not afraid to admit that I'm giving this just a three out of five. <clears throat> Carrie, I actually considered giving it 2.5. <clears throat> tired of Ruby. I just got, <clears throat> excuse me, tired of that character. Um, felt like they were trying to pass the torch, but then they started shifting away with new people focusing on others. Um, to me... As long as you have Ash, <clears throat> outside of Pablo and Kelly, and maybe even Brandy, his daughter, I don't want I don't want a ton of extra characters. And I know Brandy came after, you know, Ruby. Okay, just I don't know. the The Kelly possession didn't work for me. Well, yeah, she was possessed as Kaya. Yeah, we already did the supporting cast possession with Pablo in season two. It definitely felt like okay. It, it's time for this to be over. We're <clears throat> out of ideas. And I'm not saying they are out of ideas. It just felt like how many more different ways <clears throat> can Ash save the world and how many more different characters can, can we get possessed and then saved and switching sides? And well, you, you had, <clears throat> you had at this point, Pablo had died. Bell possessed him. And then you had, they had to go and get Pablo back. And then, um, and then you have at this point, Kelly died and was possessed by Kaya. And then they had to go through the rift to get Kelly back. Yeah. yeah. What are you thinking for a score? Karen? So I, I gave it a three and a half out of five. Um, just because you do see Ash has a daughter. So there is some legacy passed on. Good point. There's animosity between the daughter and father. His relationship with his father is repeated in some ways. Uh, Ash is trying to save her and protect her, even though he doesn't know her. Yeah, I, I I don't think we're far off from each other. I think we both agree um, that this is deserving of somewhere in the lower to mid three rating. So guys, we're giving it um, 3.25 out of five flamethrowers. It's enjoyable. It's a good way. It's a solid way to end the series. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, they going into season three, they knew they had to wrap things up because they weren't sure that they were going to be re-upped. So, yeah, I mean, unfortunately for Deadites, you know, season three, that's the end of the line. Um, I recall rumors after season one and before season two that we might get a futuristic Army of Darkness 2, as I had mentioned er earlier. But the series itself proved, honestly, Carrie, the size of the fan base mm -hmm. that this is a niche audience. Yes. This is not, this is, it is mass appeal, but not to the same size no. as like Halloween or Friday the 13th or well, Nightmare. Well, you had season two and season three get into more nitty gritty stuff. Yeah. And I think people, newcomers would have been like, huh? What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we did get a glimpse of what Army of Darkness 2 could have been like with the last episode. Oh yeah. That would, and it would have been amazing. <clears throat> um, I'd like to 
take a look at the Ash comics and see if they explored Army of Darkness 2 in the comics. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I don't know. I never followed the comics. There's a whole other alternate thing going on with the comics that I read about. Hmm. So, guys, that's it in terms of our season-by-season rating. Um, If I do the math, Carrie, it's going to be kind of an IMDb-ish rating. It's going to be a a weird rating. Um, I don't know why I did it when I noted it down. 3.8 out of 5. Carrie, this was a great uh, few years. Mm -hmm. Excuse me for Evil Dead fans. Uh, A rekindling for Deadites, Carrie, that most never thought would come. I never thought that we would get more Ash. No. It wasn't even on my radar. And can I say, I really enjoyed the Condar, the destroyer that Ash had to battle. Is it Condar or Kandar? (laughs) She hates when I do that. You say Kandarian, I say Kandarian. Probably still said it wrong. That's the way it goes. So, I mean, Carrie, all serious. All we had up until Ash versus Evil Dead was the remake. Okay, which yeah. again you haven't seen yet, but I can't and I can't believe it. But you it's, know, it's very good. While this is very good, and entertaining, um, and the remake was brutal. You know, there was that contingency of deadites and horror fans that had that. What I'm trying to say, Carrie, is that. Ash versus Evil Dead gave the fans what they wanted. More Ash, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't have said that better myself. So, guys. uh, Oh, hold up. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, you're going to want to listen to Jake the Midnight Traveler because Army of Darkness is the Midnight Traveler's favorite. Alongside uh, with you, Carrie, of the uh, Evil Dead franchise. Case and Carrie. All right, you primitive screwheads. Listen up. Hello, hounds of horror. It's me, Jake, the Midnight Traveler, back again with the next chapter in the Evil Dead saga. But, unfortunately, this letter isn't bound in human skin, and my blood guy wasn't able to make the deadline, so for now you'll have to settle for this. I won't dance around this one, folks. The connection between this film and your narrator is deep and I can't think of any better way to begin than to just get right to the blood-soaked heart of the matter. But this time I'll need your direct attention, Case and Carrie, because this involves the both of you in a tertiary way. Picture it. August 24th, 2002. It was a Saturday morning, and I was a young man of 18. I'd signed up for the CUSP program at Indiana University of Pennsylvania, which involved taking a few prep courses and showing up about a week early before the rest of the campus filled up. Hell, it was only six days prior that I met you, Case, in the Wallace Hall Lounge. It was quiet, almost deserted as I crossed the empty parking lot between Wallace and Ash Halls and the Hadley Union Building, a.k.a. the Hub, which housed the campus bookstore. To say I was at a crossroads in my life would be akin to saying that the Pacific Ocean was damp. I was convinced that I was going down in flames, everything was going to end, and I was going to wind up jobless, homeless, and dead by 21. Yeah, dramatic, but I had no bearings and a complete lack of confidence had my mind in this oddly serene state. Still, I crave something to keep me from going completely out of my skin. A talisman, if you will, that would remind me that no matter how dark, 
how desperate or deranged, I still had a way through the madness to safety. Bare walls always bothered me, and the beige ones of room 426 needed some color. The only solution? Posters. I thumbed through the wall of posters in the uh, book-like frame and saw one for the Who. Sold. I then came across the immortal John Belushi Bluto poster. Done. Towards the end of the selections, I then saw it. My talisman. The image that has been up on every wall of every house and apartment I have lived in since. A full-size Army of Darkness poster with our hero Ash Williams standing like a colossus above the mire of evil. I paid for the posters and left that store feeling just a little bit better. I had a piece of home with me, even if it was low on gas. This epic film, one that I could probably watch weekly for the rest of my life, is where I came to the picture with the Evil Dead. I was a little kid and saw the trailer on TV, but was too scared to see it in the theater. But when it hit home video, I was all over it. Even my memory can't take me back to exactly how and when I first saw it because it just goes so far back with me. And then when it hit cable, any time it was on, I watched it. Uncut, of course. The jokes kept me from getting scared as I would reenact scenes with it with my brother during our early morning paper routes that winter and many more of those winter nights we watched it again and again and again while the rest of my elementary school classmates were being lame and watching the power rangers i was watching ash kill deadites and get laid yes i was just that cool i was clearly making better choices than my peers now crossover is a term that is often used in film and music. It's basically when a work almost perfectly straddles the line between genres and has the same amount of appeal in multiple directions and across many groups. Army of Darkness is one of those rare movies where you could take a horror fan, a comedy fan, and a fantasy fan, sit them all down, and all have them agree on one thing. This film is that one thing. I could go on about all of the elements that make it, quote all the lines, recap the entire film, but I just don't have all the time and space for it. All I can say is that it's a seminal film in the mind of this nighttime wanderer. If you're on the fence on this, get the hell off of it and see it. Memorize it. It's your new life philosophy. One viewing will have you saying, Hail to the king, baby. Now, you'd think that an epic piece of work like that would have lit all the worlds on fire, right? Well, Army of Darkness was only a modest box office hit at best, and soon after Bruce Campbell's Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. went off the air, we would have to wait 30 years for the next chapter in the Evil Dead saga. By now, I was fighting other forms of madness after another crossroads and wound up in Texas. 
Living in a three-story walk-up with little money and no cable meant that I'd have to turn to illegal streaming to see Ash vs. Evil Dead, which I did. I wasn't going to kill myself and expect that it would be as great as the previous chapter, but I felt I had a realistic expectation as to how it was going to be as a man just out of my 20s. All in all, it felt very different. Many would say that the Ash character was a parody at this point due to the fact that the boorish, egocentric, and loud Ash that had become part of horror culture was played to the hilt on this show. And with an almost cartoonish zeal by Campbell, now a man in his mid-fifties, he was Ash, the big-mouthed hero that we all grew to love and now had him across what would amount to 30 episodes and three seasons. But this time he's joined by Pedro, a Honduran-American with ties to black magic, and Kelly, a foul-mouthed, S-smart employee thrown into the fray. Also joining the cast was Lucy Lawless as Ruby, an immortal being with shady intentions. Many said that this was too many cooks, but I feel that over the course of the series, they fell into a pretty good groove. I guess the only criticism I have of the show itself is the fact that it was very cartoonish and the sheer amount of side characters who met Grizzly Ends kind of made me numb at points. But I guess that's what you would get if you turned these splatter fests into a series, right? I took my time in finishing the series, only wrapping it up recently so I could talk to all you fine people out there in podcast land. It was cool to see the return of some familiar faces, and there were some pretty moving scenes in the first season regard to Ash's past. I also thought that the finale had an interesting end, and I wonder if the boys have any ideas for the future. Only time will tell on that one, I guess. Yeah, this goes deep for me. Even after all these years and threats from exes about the ownership of my talisman, I still hold this one dear to my heart. The legacy of it still weaves its way in and out of my life. How much do you ask? Well, let's jump to December 23rd, 2014. I'm still back in Texas and sifting through the fragments of what used to be my life here. I wound up in bed with a girl from work who was way too drunk for me to want to do anything with. I was there to help her move, and during the course, she proceeded to obliterate herself and pass out next to me. She did, however, compensate me for my services. As I left her there, snoring during the early hours of Christmas Eve and the pretty things blasting on the stereo, I had sitting in the backseat another poster to add to the collection as I headed south under orange highway lights. Poster, you ask? One for the original Evil Dead. How nice it looked next to my other one. That's all for now, I guess. More to come in this Evil Dead story, so be sure to always give some sugar whenever you can. The king would like it that way. See you next midnight, Jake. Ooh, I love Jake's story. Yeah, guys, we went yeah. to uh, IUP with Jake. Yes. And I actually forgot that I uh, did that early program. That early program? I didn't do the early program. I did because it was like, yeah, I get to go away from home a week sooner. Well, we, we met on the very first day of freshman moving. But I was there a week sooner. Yeah. So with, it wasn't uh, your first day, but it was my first day. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. Like, I, I actually, most of the people that ended up in my life long term 
or longer term anyways, I, I met within the first week of college. Um, so anyways, guys, that's it for us. Just a friendly little reminder. We are through the RSS hub. Take that link or find us on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Um, if you can leave us a review, we're also up on Apple. If you want to subscribe our uh, subscription or our Patreon donations, we got three different tiers over there. Check us out. Um, you can donate to us for a little as a dollar and you can get the, uh, the extended episodes here. Um, we're going to talk in segment two horror, et cetera. And thank you, Carl Casey at white pad audio for your track fear incorporated. It sounded like creature had some issues grocery shopping, by the way. Um, in segment two or et cetera, we're going to do some evil dead trivia. Carrie is going to quiz me. <laughs> the deadite is going to quiz the semi casual fan and see where I land. Uh, you've got some different tiers. So if I have a really bad score, you're going to have some name calling for me. I have a feeling. And, um, I want, what am I going to have to score to like be a deadite carry? Perfect. I got to score per a perfect score to be a deadite. Oh, you're being a little gatekeeper, aren't you? I'm just joking. We don't like gatekeeping. I'm just joking with you. So then <clears throat> I'm going to turn the tables on this little dead-eyed across from me. And we are going to do an evil dead Mad Lib carry. Ooh, okay. Our kids have discovered Mad Libs. We love you guys. Stay groovy out there. A pleasant aroma for you, but not for mosquitoes. Pick is easy to use. Light it and forget it. Pick's aroma keeps mosquitoes, gnats, and sandflies away. Pick is the best protection for barbecues, fishing and camping trips, or just relaxing in the yard. So if you don't want our company ever anywhere, just like Pick and see what I mean? Bye! Pick is on sale at the refreshment stand now. Today, we're interviewing a stomach. Hello there. What is life like as a stomach? Oh, boy, it was humdrum. I mean, until what's-his-name discovered Tony's Pizza. Tony's Pizza? Yeah, I was suffering from the pizza cravings until Tony's came along. Crispy crust and zesty sauces. <laughs> wow. And so now... What's that? Another pizza craving. Just thinking about Tony's sets it off. Oh, wh where are you going? He's going to get a Tony's Pizza. And I follow him anyway. Does your stomach send you pizza craving signals? Oh, wow. Tony's, the pizza craver's pizza. Available at the concession stand. Okay, guys, we are back for segment two, or etc. To note, we were going to have uh, a discussion about some additional Evil Dead Entertainment, like the remake, or we were going to talk about Crime Wave and Dark Man. But, um, Carrie, you've got some catching up to do. You haven't watched any of those yet. So we're going to hold off and maybe have those sometime in the future of season one or two. Yeah. Um, so we're going to pause on that. Instead, we decided, <coughs> again, we are going to do some trivia. And then we're going to do a Mad Lib. So, Carrie, take your time. We got time. And you got to give me time to think. Okay. Okay. All right. This better not be like a timed answer thing, is it? No. Okay, good. Thank goodness. Nope. I, I'm just like our son. I can't stand the pressure of a timer. Okay, <sighs> so I'm going to shut up now. I'll try to be a good contestant. 
We don't have a bell for me to ring, do we? No, because no, I'm not being timed against anybody else. I don't know what I'm thinking. Okay, go. Okay. Evil Dead trivia. Question. And this, just to clarify, this is from all the movies plus series. Look how she's like easing me into this and then she's going to completely destroy my ego. Okay. I could have um, made this a lot harder. My body's ready. <laughs> Question one. What year is Ash's car? Oh, come on. Too easy. Um, it is a... <sighs> I know what type. It's an Oldsmobile Delta 88 Royale. What year, though? I have to know the year, too? Yes. Okay. That is the question. Okay. Oh, oh, it's 1973. Correct. Yes. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> That's the lamest ding <laughs> in, hey. in game show his trivia history. <laughs> what? Um. Okay. Okay. Wow, right. getting touchy. Yeah. Question two. Name one Necronomicon phrase. I'm always terrible at, remi- at reminding. God. At remembering. <coughs> I'm going to go with Klatu Barada Nikto. Correct. Ooh, I am two for two. Ooh. Screw you. <laughs> Wait. Why what? do you say that? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe some of your meanness is rubbing off on me. Um, I was not mean today. You're right. You let the show those teachers who was boss. <laughs> I was very respectful. You were. You were. Oh, my God. That room was hot as Hades. Oh, it, I told you. Well, I can't, I can't go into a meeting in shorts and a t-shirt. Oh, as hot as it was today? I didn't go in a t-shirt. Unseasonably warm here. Yeah. Okay. Listen, are you trying to distract me now because you're trying to get me off track for these next questions? No, just get mm-hmm. ready. Okay. Which Evil Dead movie is banned in some countries? Ooh, I'm going to thank Joe Bob Briggs for this one because he taught me this. The first one, the original Evil Dead. It was on the video nasty list in the UK. You are correct. See? Thank you, Joe Bob. Um... Yeah, what else we got, Carrie? Look, I'm three for three, man. I know. Come See, on I told now. You, you you're better doing hit good. better hit me with some harder questions good. here. Oh, I know <clears throat> I'm gonna stump you. I know Sounds I am. Sounds like code for something. I'm gonna s- never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what does Ash call a shotgun in these movies and series? Oh, well, we just did the Evil Dead, and it's fresh in my memory. This is my boomstick. Correct. That's easy. I'm easing you into four it. Four for four. Four for four. Okay. Okay. Now we're on number five. Halfway over. Okay. Okay. What is the most common Ash Williams saying? The most common. The most common. This is really hard because he's got a lot of great like one-liners. And he does. Quote, I mean, people quote these movies out the yin-yang, but... The, the first one that comes to mind. Groovy. Yes. Yes. It's, look, it look. Is, it is the most common. I am halfway there, and I am 5-0. and oh. Ooh. 5-0. and oh. Ooh. But I feel like you're Maybe luring I'll me. Maybe I'll make you a deadite you're after feel, all. You're feeling, 
Who gets to dub somebody a deadite? Is I that don't know. is that self proclaimed? Yeah, is it self proclaimed? Yeah, I okay. think so. <coughs> All right. Well, I'm definitely not a deadite compared to you, but okay. All right. This... You're the deadite I'd always wanted in my life. Um, what? Yeah. What What do we got next? You're gonna try. This I one... feel like you're gonna try and stump me now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she got a devilish is... look on her face, folks. <laughs> She's like almost. Yeah, that was a, that was evil looking. What? For, what? Love you. What's the question? What is Ash's full name? Do I have to? So I know it's Ashley Williams, correct? Correct. Do I have to give a middle name? Yes. That I'm screwed. I, I don't know his middle name, and I know it was mentioned somewhere, and I don't. Do you know, know the letter? <coughs> Excuse me. No. No. I on, I honestly do not remember. Like, don't even waste your time prodding me because okay. I, it's not. Are you a, sure? What, what do you think I'm it miss is? My first one here. Just, just what do you think it is? Just, <laughs> oh, no, Bartholomew. I seriously don't know. Just take a guess. That's what makes it fun. Brandon. <laughs> no. What is it? I honestly don't know. Ash. Ashley. Joanna. Mm-hmm. Williams. Really. Really. Okay, so he's got two feminine names in yes. a row. Okay. And we find that out. In Ash versus Evil Dead, we finally find his middle name because his father says it. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, hey, I'm five for six, anyways. There you go. I knew that one would stump you. <coughs> okay. Number seven. What year does the events of Army of Darkness take place in the Evil Dead universe? Oh, I know this. I know this. I know this. Uh, it is thirteen hundred. Correct. Aha. Yay. Uh, see, I redeemed myself. I didn't know Joanna. Listen, if this was 2010, I would have gotten it right because you wouldn't have been able to ask a middle name, Carrie. I know. Okay. All right. So. Oh, she's digging in. I think she's got some really hard ones coming for me. There's only three left. So. Okay. So. Uh, Number okay. eight. What hometown is Ash from? Why do I want to say Dearborn, Michigan? Mm. Nope. You're close. I got it to wrong. Michigan. Oh, no. You got Michigan. No. Well, we already know I'm not a deadite. Okay, according to your thing, which, by the way, you didn't go over what the different categories are. Oh, I'll go over it afterwards. <clears throat> okay, you'll, you'll label me after I continue to fail now. Yeah. Okay, so I've missed a couple. Yeah, and it's uh, the correct answer is Elk Grove, Michigan. Uh, Elk Grove. Okay, well, at least I got the state right. Just yeah. not his hometown. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Ugh. Number nine. Taking into account the entire franchise, including the series, who is Ash Williams' wife? You know, my mind immediately goes to like wanting to say it was Linda, but they were just boyfriend girlfriend from college. She probably would have been his wife. Probably. If she had survived. He gave her the ugly necklace. The, yeah. And in an interview, Bruce Campbell even said to Sam Raimi, like, why did you buy that ugly necklace? Do you know? I actually know why he was thinking that. Do you know the reason why behind it? I, I This is true. I'm actually, I, I have this trivia in my head. Say it. Oh, so he bought <clears throat> he bought the magnifying looking thing mm-hmm. because he had a kill in mind where the sun was going to come through mm-hmm. the magnifying thing and hit a deadite yeah. in the head. Yeah, but I, there was there or something like that. They were going to use the light from the sun to, to burn. Yeah, 
So anyway, sorry. It, now it was a new trivia within your trivia for me. It, I knew it was an effect that they wanted to use it on a death scene. Okay, so that's two in a row that I missed. Okay, I'm not feeling that great now. Um, that yeah. So okay, I better three. I better get this next one right. This this so, is this. Oh wait, the last I didn't one? tell you who. Oh yeah yeah yeah. What? The- so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm blocking my my terrible. I'm I'm over two the past two questions. I'm and not feeling good now. I, I I find this very funny because her name is Candace Barr, and he calls her Candy for short. Candy Barr. Ha ha! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I <clears throat> I wouldn't remember that at all. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So oh God, pressure's on now. It's last, the last one, one. Last one. Okay. Where is Ash's ideal vacation spot? I'm going to get this right because whenever they brought it up on the show, <clears throat> I have a friend who lived down in Jacksonville after our IEP days for a while. And he talked about how much he felt like it was the armpit of Florida. I can't comment on it because I've only driven through Jacksonville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aha, Jacksonville. I knew yes. it. Yes. That, that was an, e- that was an <clears throat> easy one. Because... So wait, I got, so that's seven. Okay, so now, since I got 7 out of 10, which is solid. Uh, Yeah, respectable. What are the different categories? Where would you categorize me in the Evil Dead fandom? What are the different scores and categories? So from 1 to 3. Oh, God. If you only score 1 to 3. You need to go back and re-educate yourself. It's what we call a lame score. That would be really lame. Yes. But you know what? There's some people that haven't watched it. And there's some people I that... I know you're... You, she made these categories up to just make fun of me. She was hoping that for some reason I'd be way off and bomb so she could just call me lame. I, That's all this is. It's nothing about anybody else. I it's knew... It's all about you, humiliating me. I knew you would get more than three. <clears throat> I knew that. I okay. knew that. All right. Okay. Well, we don't have to worry about that because I'm not lame. Okay. Four through six. You enjoy the franchise, but you aren't fanatical. You are the casual fan Ooh, so i'm a little bit better than a casual fan so what do you call me then okay (laughs) so seven to nine you're wise enough to fight off the army of darkness you are the wise man i'm the wise man thank you for calling me that something i already knew (laughs) i'm humble too (laughs) yeah you want to work on that humility a little bit you're right Ooh, so you have to have a perfect score to be a deadite yep I'm sure people are, some people, there's, there's some ultra fan out there who's like, those are too easy. I've, I've created a whole entire expansion of Trivial Pursuit that's nothing but Evil Dead questions of like, that would be awesome. Of like, who is the artist, the name of the artist's grandchild who created the map in Evil Dead 1. It's, I guarantee you. Yeah, I guarantee you there are, there are some really insane trivia out there. Yeah. Now I kind of want to play Evil Dead trivial pursuit or monopoly Ooh, no you hate monopoly but you, I, okay so yeah but what are you gonna ha- what are you gonna have ash's hometown as the monopoly yes <laughs> that would you'd really have to be a fan to enjoy that though mm. yeah no oh you Sorry. could have the rift portal <clears throat> instead of going to jail you go through the rift Ooh. um okay <laughs> so carrie now it's my turn to harass you all right <clears throat> we are going to play Mad Lib, and the name of this Mad Lib is called My Dream Man. <laughs> we did the thirst rating in episode nine. Now we're going to do an Evil Dead Mad Lib entitled 
my dream man. The rules are, Carrie, that you have to use things that are related to or belong in the evil dead universe. All nouns, verbs, adjectives, people's places, etc., etc., must be related. If, Carrie, you ask yourself, would this belong in an evil dead? And the answer is no. Think of something else. I want you to get creative. All right. Okay. <coughs> Pardon me, folks. <clears throat> Carrie, give me an adjective. Mm, dark. Okay, give me another adjective. Foggy. Ooh, she's spitting these out fast, folks. Um, give me a celebrity. Come on, this is, give me two <laughs> celebrities, actually. This okay. is a softball. Come on. Bruce Campbell and Lucy Lawless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was too easy. So, <laughs> um, I don't even know how this is going to be used. Give me an animal. <laughs> Raccoon. Give me a verb. Shoot. Man, she's, look how excited she is about her dream, man. She's just shooting these right off. Um, give me a, uh, give me two nouns. Tape recorder. Ooh. Alcohol. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm surprised your verb wasn't make a toast, like from the original Evil Dead. <laughs> um, what if, okay, well now we're definitely in Evil Dead territory now. I, and I, I did not plan this part of body. Foot. <laughs> Foot. Um, <laughs> I don't know why the way you said that made me chuckle. Adverb. Mournfully. Okay. I'm glad to see that you understand an adverb. We have to work on work on that with your son, by the way. We were doing Mad Libs. <sighs> he's gotta get he's gotta get the English language down. Poor guy. Of course we, we still don't have it down after forty years. Um give me an adjective, Carrie. Sunny. Give me another adverb. Gleefully. Ooh, you said that kind of um, menacing. <laughs> you said that menacingly. See, look, I just Ooh. gave you an adverb. Um, you said gleefully. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I note that. Okay, give me give me two adjectives. Green <clears throat> and muddy. Ooh, like green blood, green dead mm-hmm. blood. We'll see what that. How Which we... my theory is still that the green blood is ghoul. Hmm, you might be right. Here's another part of a body. Arm. How about an adjective? Musty. You're spitting these right out. I think what happened, folks, is that I gave her a heads up. We were doing Evil Dead Mad Lib, and you started like noting things down in the notebook, didn't you? Mm, I was just thinking about it. She was thinking, see, she, what's your employer's name? I'm going to tell you you're using company time to think about evil dead mad libs it was okay. before the meeting so it wasn't company time we're gonna Ooh. round out my mad lib questions with the dog making weird hacking noises no carrie the last one's a softball name of a person in the room a male that would be me hold on you missed a couple nouns oh you're right you gave me the adjective musty yeah. look I'm, I'm so excited to do this where i'm skipping ahead okay so you said musty Yes. You're right. I'm sorry. Give me two other nouns. Dog, because she was just coughing. And oh, you're welcome. Ashtray. Ashtray. Because it could be used to throw at somebody. You're so violent. Eh, eh. Okay, so here it is. Hold up one second. Okay. Okay, I got it. Um. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to make sure I got everything. Yeah. So, Carrie, 
Your evil dead Mad Lib is called My Dream Man, and it starts off, My Dream Man should, first of all, be very dark and foggy. <laughs> he should have a physique like Bruce Campbell, a profile like Lucy Lawless. This is confusing. And the intelligence of a raccoon. When you think about that, Carrie, your man has an intelligence of a, of a trash eater. He must be polite. Wait, wait, wait. Because in Guardians of the Galaxy, the raccoon is very smart. Okay. <laughs> what? He must be polite. And he must always remember to shoot my tape recorder. I don't think Ash would want to shoot the tape recorder, okay? But listen. Okay. Polite. Always shoot my tape recorder. Tip his alcohol. Well, that makes sense. And to take my foot when crossing the street. Interesting. I'm not sure I would take your foot across the street because I hate feet, including my own. So he should have mournfully. He should wait a minute. No, he should move mournfully. <laughs> wow, he's a sad dude. Um, have a sunny voice and should always dress gleefully. Um, I would also like him to be a green dancer. <laughs> Hold me closer, green dancer. I don't even know what the hell that would even mean, a green dancer. A new dancer? Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. So you you like them. You like your dancers inexperienced, um, said no one ever. And when we're alone, he should whisper muddy nothings into my arm. I think he needs to wash his mouth out if he's got muddy nothings. Ew. It's like he ate chocolate. Let me whisper muddy nothings into you. Into your arm. He whispers muddy nothings into your arm. <laughs> Come here, baby. Let me whisper into your arm with my muddy nothings and hold my musty dog. <laughs> Listen, between the muddy nothings, I see what you, Carrie was thinking. You thought that you had to take a shower in the moment you were thinking these. Okay? We've got foggy, musty, muddy um, raccoons. Your mind was in the literally in the gutter when you thought of these. I know an ashtray is hard to find. See, dirty. In fact, the only one I can think of is Case. <laughs> Thanks. I'm an ashtray. <laughs> ah, that was really goofy, and I question your choices of <laughs> adjectives. Okay, because, again, musty, muddy, foggy. Foggy uh, one in town. Raccoons, ashtrays. Really went to a dark and dirty place with this evil dead mad lib. Well, listen, guys. As promised, a little bit shorter of an episode this time. Um, we miss everybody. We love you. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We'd like to feature you on an episode. Let's do some shout outs, people. Um, that's it. Now, Carrie, pretty soon we've got episodes that are going to cover Renfield Ooh. and the Evil Dead Rise. But guys, <coughs> a couple other things we got going on, well, that everybody in the Horror Kingdom has going on. We're only about a week away from the episode, episode from season five of The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. Um, check out the trailer if you haven't already. And guys, coming soon on the Dying for Midnight podcast. Let me see here. Let me take you through July. We've got tape collections, Crips, Caves, Catacombs, Carl Weathers, and Richard Crenna. A little bit later, we've got Micah Monroe, Snowmobiles, and Hitchcock. 
And then July, Carrie, we've got kind of like our first month celebration. Yeah. We've got beach party, bonfires, and blood month. Hey, wait, the, the month before that is a celebration. No, it's not. It's my celebration. Why is it your celebration in June? It's my birthday. Yeah, but uh, well, listen, we're talking about the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Here. I don't care about your birthday when oh, it comes yes, to the you podcast. Do. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> sounds, you do. It <laughs> sounds sexual. <laughs> um, I do care about your birthday when it comes to our personal life, but I'm talking VHS, The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue, The Descent, as above, so below. Predator, I have not forgotten that you owe me a surprise. Oh, yeah. And Death Ship among many others. And it's a good surprise. At I'm least really I think it is. I'm excited for your birthday, but I'm excited for Beach Party Bonfires and Blood Month. Can I just say I'm excited for the beach and period? Say that again? <laughs> I'm excited for the beach period. One more time. You're excited for your beach period? <laughs> the beach. <laughs> <laughs> the beach is having a period? I'll it tell you who's not Jaws. excited for the beach period. Jaws would be. Ew, blood in the waters. <laughs> That's it, gang. We're going to end on that note. Periods at the beach with Jaws not far behind. Ciao, people. <laughs>